What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Contact Podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. We got a very special guest. We got producer extraordinaire Ray Rock. What's going Ray on? Ray Rock's in the building. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, having a little technical difficulties, trying to get my camera looking good. And you know, if I if I, if you see me looking down at you, it's because for somehow like my my setup is. It's, it has you down there, so, you know, so it's going to look like I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. And this is a podcast, so most people will be oh, listening anyway. Hey, so. you know what? You know. Hey. So hey. How's, your, how's your day going? I know you just you guys just got back from the road, right? Got back. How's that? Yeah, my day's good, man. Got back from the road two days ago. Uh, was, yeah. Was at, um, in Houston, Texas. Uh, uh-huh. at Lakewood Church and then after that um well Lakewood Church doing a private event and then after that um we did a tick we did a ticketed event in Arlington, Texas. Um mm-hmm. and so uh, Oh yeah, I think I seen a post about that. Yeah, so how was that? That was dope. That was really dope. Amazing. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just had a great time, you know, got to do my thing, you know, the bring the juice. energy bring the energy, you know? Yeah. That's and, right. And that's shit, man. Like, I, I wish I could, like, say, like, oh, man, this happened. You know what I mean? But, like, it was just, we, we did a great show, you know? And I yeah. got to do what I love to do. And um, and I'm able to look at myself in the mirror when I do what I love to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like. Yeah, that's big. I, I mean, a lot of people can say that. Yeah, I get the privilege to, to be a part of music that does a lot of good you know yeah yeah especially in an industry like that where there's so much negative absolutely um, to be able to say that you're bringing positive and uplifting music out there that's that's a big deal so before we get into anything before we kind of introduce you we do something on here anytime i have a guest called the big three so big three is just three off the wall random questions just to kind of get the blood flowing a little bit so you ready i'm not prepared go ahead let's go (laughs) <laughs> All right, here we go. So, question Should I ask my publicist? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Should have asked your wife when she was in there a minute ago. Right, right. She was they got all the answers. <laughs> that's, that's one That's one thing I've learned in my married life. I love you, babe, but the, the wives, they got all the answers, right? They, 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 man, wisdom <laughs> is definitely a she. <laughs> uh, okay. So, question number one. If you had to, would you rather defend the Earth against an alien invasion or a robot attack? Robot attack. Robot attack? Absolutely. That that alien invasion, I feel like I, the first thing I would do is grab a water hose, see if you could squirt them with a water hose. Maybe that might. <laughs> or, I mean, who knows? Who knows what their weakness might be? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you know, I'm more afraid of, uh, of, of, of artificial intelligence than I am of, of aliens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. you know, I, okay, I, so question number two. Uh, which transformer would you be if you had the option to pick a transformer? Which one would you be? Man, I don't want to be cheesy, but I, I, you know, there's something about Bumblebee that's just amazing. You know? Yeah. It's just so. That's, that's kind of the go-to. Yeah, you know, you know what it is? Is that Bumblebee is so. Um, 
I feel like Optimus Prime is he's amazing. He's like the goat, right? But he he's also like a grandfather. Like when you hear his voice, yeah. you're like, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to be associated with grandpa. You know, he's been around a while. You could tell, right? And you know, but, I, I don't have that much wisdom. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm I hear tr- you. I'm learning. You know, so I, I'll be the bumblebee. <laughs> well, and the the thing about that too is he talks through the radio, right? Yeah. So that's kind of lines up with your career, music wise. Absolutely. Know? So that's All basically right. that's a big, big uh, uh, push. Yeah. Okay. So question number three. So you're into uh, like wrestling, Monday Night SmackDown, all that kind of stuff, right? I was. Okay, I, not, so. I, I was. Okay. I am. I am still, but like I'm more of like a vintage wrestling guy. You okay, know. that's well, that's fine. That's fine. I don't know anything about it myself. I was just trying to. Yeah, I to, know. To I know the big matches. Questions. You know, I know the big matches. Okay, but I don't know anything okay. about what's going on like day to day. Like, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. So, question number three. So, if you had to choose a tag team partner, and it's a two part question. If you had to choose a tag team partner, who would it be? And then also, what would your signature move be? Tag a tag team partner. Yeah. Like, and I would pick a, a professional wrestler to be my tag team partner. I guess it could be anybody you want. Yeah. Well, professional. My, or... In my mind, I just thought, you know, the Undertaker, man. You know, the Undertaker mm. is—he was my favorite as a kid. You know, I used yeah. to—I used to love Paul Bearer holding mm-hmm. his urn. Oh, my Undertaker! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's alive. You know, like. All that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. All the theatrics, you know, that come with. It's that man. He was just like, he was just man. He hit you with that chokehold, and you're done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was that. That was my guy right there. So I would definitely do Undertaker. You know, yeah. uh, maybe Shawn Michaels too, because you know he was just fly. You know, got the yeah. s- sweet chin music. Uh, yeah, Undertaker, and then like the move. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I guess I would do like a move where like I pick somebody up so that he can do like a super chokehold. You know what I mean? Like, like a lifted one. You know? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I, I was never when uh, like I have two boys. And yeah. So as soon as I get home from work every day, it's wrestle. You know, right away. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I grew up wrestling with my little brother and stuff like that, but we never got into like uh, any of the professional stuff like that. We were more into like. Football, basketball, that kind of stuff. Football but, and basketball was big in my house, you know. I think, I, like, yeah. my parents, my parents came into faith like they weren't like from a like a Christian evangelical background at all, you know. And uh-huh. so I guess like, you know, I got away with seeing stuff that like you know, uh, most most Christian families you know will not approve of, you know what I mean? Because you know wrestling, yeah. you know, it's kind of like. It's, it's, you know, even though it's like I call it soap opera, soap operas for guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that's the big three, just to kind of warm up. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, so just Absolutely. to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. So let's let's uh, let's go back to that. So, like growing up wise, so you grew up in a Christian home. Was that something that was going on, taking going to church and stuff like that coming up? Yeah, I mean, from the age of 12, 13, mm-hmm. that's when, like, you know, I, I could say that, like, my parents, they were very, very, um, you know, they had their own experience with Jesus, you know what I mean? 
And yeah. so they, they started taking me to church. Um, yeah. And uh, I actually um, went to church on my own because I got invited by a friend in my school. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah they, yeah, they shared their faith with me. You know, I saw the change in their life. It was a person that I was I was getting into um, to scuffles with, you know, small mm. fights and stuff like that. And, you know, one one amazing summer where I was a lot bigger, you know, a lot stronger, you know. I was like, I can't wait to see this guy, you know what I'm saying? I, oh, wow. I, I, you know, and, and when I saw him, you know, you know, I was like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? You want to fight now? Mm, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, let's go. I'm ready now. Exactly. And yeah. um, instead he was like, nah, man, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be that person, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I, he's definitely intimidated by me. You know what I mean? I was thinking it was all oh, yeah. that. And it, it was really, it was really him saying like, hey, man, I went to the summer camp, you know, wow. I had an, uh, you know, basically a moment with Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, being that type of person isn't the person I want to be in. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's the crazy. Walls, the walls closed in on me, my parents, and the, the guy I went to school with. Oh, so that was all about the same time then? Yeah, so my parents got wow. saved, they started going to church. I wasn't uh-huh. going with them much, they were driving. I got you. And then that guy too, so they all came like that. Wow. Yeah, it, it's crazy the way that God can bring circumstances and people into your life that, you know, there's not really any other explanation other than it's something that he has done. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, and I know you have kids, right? You have two two daughters? Yeah, I got two. It's, you know, I got three kids myself, and like I said, I grew up in a Christian home, and it was all, I think you have to come to a point in your life where you, like, have to realize, like, Am I doing what I'm doing just because this is tradition? Like, this is what my parents did. This is what I'm expected to do. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to like find your faith for yourself and figure out is what I'm doing. Does this make sense? You know what I mean? You got to, you got to find your faith for yourself, make it real for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 um, definitely had that moment, you know, the, the plus side of, uh, of, you know, the advantage of people like myself um, where I got to see my parents before they made a decision mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's uh, good. Got a, got a, got a one-year-old. Um, basically, the, the, the plus side is that you got to see the change in them, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's kind of a decision that we're all making kind of like together you know it left an impression on me and then um and then i had my own experience with god so then i was like okay you know i know god is real and i knew i had i knew i had a an experience with god because during that great hiatus where people stopped going to church uh between the ages of 16 and 28 like i was heavily in church you know that's good you know like i had a Basically, the why, why I say it's an advantage is because, you know, I had a taste of the world to a degree. You know, I got to see the heartache yeah. that my parents went through before coming to Jesus. I got to see my own, uh, the things that, like, man, you know, dealing with certain things 
and and having a relationship with God and just thinking about, man, how would I do this if I didn't know Jesus? You know? So that's, yeah. a, that's the advantage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how do you think that shaped, like, your, like, maybe your marriage, like, how you raise your daughters and stuff like that? Because, like you, like you said, you, you had that advantage because you got to see, like you said, how your parents were before and then after. So you could see that change and see how Jesus was working. But, like, for your kids, they're seeing it their whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're seeing it their whole life. <clears throat> I try to be as authentic as possible to who I That's am, big. you know, um, mm -hmm. it's not popular and it doesn't come with too many perks. Um, it comes with respect. Like, yo, like people feel safe around you, you know, I, and a lot of times people misconstrued someone being authentically themselves and being honest with, with mm -hmm. somebody who is like, a place for dissension or like sometimes people come to me and because I say like, you know, cause I speak my raw truth of where I'm at with the Lord. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, sometimes people come to me and they'll, they'll say, they'll say something like out of pocket. And I'm like, bro, just because I'm telling the truth of where I'm at with the Lord doesn't mean that like we're going to bash you know, some pastor or the church or something like that. Yeah. Like, like that's not what's happening here. Like, just because you, you hear me say something very truthful, like, you know, um, about where I'm at with the Lord. Like, you know, just because if you ask me, hey, how you, if you ask me, you know, how you really doing, you know, mm -hmm. I will tell you how I'm really doing, you know. Um, I'll tell you, hey, I'm not doing well, you know. Yeah. Like, life sucks right now, you know. Um you know, uh, there was a there was a period of time where a friend of mine, you know, um, you know, it's kind of con uh, inconclusive what happened to mm -hmm. him, you know. But you know, it seems like it was suicide. Um, no one really knows, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, people were asking me if I was if I was okay, and um, my answer was like, I'm not okay. You know, I hope I get to be okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I could recover from this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I'm not saying that I'm not functional and I'm not going to be, but I think that I'm going to live with this for the rest of my life, you know? And for certain groups of Christian people, um, you know, you can't give them an answer like, I think I'm going to live th with this for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Um, it just sounds yeah. like you're you're lacking faith. You know, um, you know, I'm lacking the yes. fact that God can do anything. And I'm like, yeah, God can do it. God can do it. But right now, the blunt force of, force of this is I don't see this going mm -hmm. away. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. so things like that. So that truth kind of like um, it makes people like a safe place to share with me how they're really feeling and they know that they're not going to be judged. Yeah. Um, other times, it also comes off as like they think that I'm, I'm um, like I got a chip on my shoulder, but it's not. Like um, I'm, I'm a jerk who said yes to Jesus. <laughs> so like that's that's just that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think that that's also important too to think that 
even though we're going through trials and tribulations in our life, the Bible tells us to expect that, you know, Christian life is not all, you know, flowers and roses. It's, it's a tough life, but the Bible promises us that Jesus is with us, you know, through the storms, through no matter whatever it is, he's always going to be there for us to provide that way of escape. I can't remember the exact Bible reference, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it talks about, he's always, he's not going to give you more than you can handle. And so that's one thing I think to be encouraged about if you're going through maybe a rough season in your life. One thing that the Lord's really been laying on my heart is time. You know, my son, he just turned four years old the other day. And it's like, God, man, time goes by so quick. And you don't, you can be stuck in a season where you're like, this feels like I'm never getting out of this. But then I think about when we had my son, I felt like we were just going, you know, getting in the car to go to the hospital to go have him. And then here he is turning four years old. So it's like, it goes by so quick. So it's just like, you know, just from, it it does, it does, especially when you have kids. I I kept hearing, because we have, like I said before, we have three. And so as soon as my daughter started kindergarten, everybody's like, as soon as she starts school, it's over. It goes by so quick. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it it really has. I can't believe she's turning eight this year. And it's just like, you know, feel like she should be the one turning four. And then my son should just be, (laughs) but you know, it goes by so quick. But I just, I say all that to say this, the tough times that you have in your life, this too shall pass. You know, it's, it's, you're going to get through it. Um, and, and like you're saying, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with people. Don't be afraid to be honest with people, Mm -hmm. seek out other people's opinion. And, and if it's somebody like Ray, who he says, he's going to speak his mind, you got to have a little bit of thick skin too. Don't be going in there. Um, absolutely. You know, easily getting your feelings hurt. You know what I mean? No. And I, I kind of give people a disclaimer, like, you know, I want, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I I am attempting to tell you the truth in love as best mm-hmm. as I can make out in our relational equity what would be loving for you. You get what I mean? But, yeah, in you know, love, that's the key. In love, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to be as Christ-like as possible, right? But sure. some, some people, um, you know, they, um, how do you say, uh, uh, you know, they, I've gone through this. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even want to say some people myself, you know, yeah. when my spirit is wounded, right. When I'm crushed in my spirit, right. And I have a, a crushed spirit. Um, my outlook is, is, is messed up, right? Like my outlook isn't pretty. So mm-hmm. if you cater, if, if you cater to my, if you love me, and you're catering to my line of thinking, you know what I mean? That's not going to be the best for me, right? You know, you want to you want to re- do what's best for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like uh, somebody who um, gets a, a gunshot wound, you know, um, and they're in a lot of pain. And, you know, some people, you know, won't let you, won't let the doctor touch the wound because it hurts so much you get what i mean mm-hmm. right but they asked to to be brought to a doctor yeah you know what i mean so sometimes we're yeah. in a com- i'm in a conversation with somebody and they they're asked to have a conversation with me right yeah and i have my input right yeah right but in all reality when the conversation starts going the um you know certain things start to get painful you know and mm-hmm. and um, and I have sympathy for it. So I say, hey, you want me to 
Um, if you want me to reel it back, we can reel it back. You know, if you're not ready, you know, I'm just letting you know that, you know, um, I'm not going to hold your hand uh, when when you're when something's happening in your life that could be detrimental to your to your life, to your soul, yeah, to your family. Yeah, you don't want to be a crutch. You don't right. want to be a crutch for people. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember one time when uh, when I first you know I've been married now ten years. You know, and, oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you, man. Ten. Years, we may actually make ten years in August. So uh, okay, it's coming up, and um, yeah, y'all do anything big. You know what? We're, we're we're like in the talks of it right now. You know, because yeah. we have like a bunch of other things that are happening during that. Sit- like we're one of those couples that like we don't have to celebrate our anniversary that day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for it to be special. Like yeah. we like if it's like if it's if it's a bigger, better experience two weeks later. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? I, I'm the same way. Yeah, me, me and my wife, we actually, our anniversary is next uh, Saturday, next Saturday, I think, the 18th, June yeah. 18th. It'll be six years for us. So, yeah. yeah it's, uh, Absolutely. It goes by quick. So in those 10 years of being married, and like, and I'm sure you be, being married uh, as long as you have, like, I, you, get, you get some bad advice, right? <laughs> So yeah, like most of it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So like sometimes. Just being honest. So one time I told I told a friend of mine, man, like, yeah, man, me and my wife, you know, we're going through it right now. We're just we're just at each other, man. It's, the peace is just not there, you know. And the guy was like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry that's happening." And that part was good. Then mm-hmm. here comes here's here's the part that I'm like, you know, what's, his advice. What's wrong with you? He was like, "Yeah, man, if you need a place to stay, you can oh, stay. No. You can stay. You know, I have a, you know, I have an apartment, you know, in South Beach. You know what I mean?" And I'm like, "Bro, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, I'm gonna use hell because that's like that's yeah. advice that comes from hell, right? Yeah, it's like push, you know, <laughs> push me back to my wife. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? push me back yeah. to my kids and push me back to Jesus." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I mean. Like, you know, like, um, so when I say, like, you know, I'm going to be real and give you the truth, you know, um, I'm giving you the truth, you know, uh, and I'm going to push you back to what's important, uh, even though it hurts. You know, it might hurt pushing yeah. you back to what's important. Yeah, marriage. Yeah, marriage is something that you, you, it takes so much prayer, so much, um, just what me and my wife were talking about that earlier today, just like it takes a hundred percent, you know, it's not 50% from the, the husband, 50% from the wife. It's a hundred percent for both of you. You know, both of you got to be all in and, and willing to do whatever you need to do to make it work. It's that's one thing that if you look at divorce, divorce rates and stuff like that now, you know, they're just getting higher and higher where the further you get away from the instruction manual, the Bible, the further away we get from that, the more right. things start to get chaotic, the more things they don't work, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely key that you make sure that you're grounded, you and your wife. I've heard it said before that it's like a triangle, you and your wife are on the bottom and then you're pointing up to mm-hmm. Jesus. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, no, that's, it's that's true. definitely key. It's true. Yeah. Jesus, you know, being at the center, you know, um, is so important. And when I say Jesus being at the center, I'm like, you know, I'm not, um, how you say, you know, I'm not decorated with a ton of degrees in the Bible. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, you me know? neither, dude. But you know what I am decorated in that I can say uh, confidently is that I've, you know, I've spent, you know, years serving God and in prayer, you know, mm-hmm. that I've, you know, I've gotten to know the heart of God. You know, I can honestly yeah, say I know big. God's heart, you know, and so it's just like when I'm, when we say Jesus at the center of it all, you know, we're not just, it's not even an interpretation of that, you know, it's, it's God, we want God's heart, you know what I mean? God's love for people, you know, yeah. um, to be at the center um, because, you know, ultimately speaking, you know, God's love is perfect and never fails, you know, um, yeah. and my love fails, you know, my wife's love fails. Oh, yeah. You know? um, no Every day. No one's perfect. Every day. Right. So um, it's one of those things where like, yeah, like the, you know, the further away that you get away from, you know, the heart and the person of the Bible, you know, the, the the more mess you're going to find yourself in, you know? Yeah, and that's one thing, too. One of my favorite scriptures, I think it's it's one of the first five books of Acts, and it, it really encourages me because I'm like I'm like that, too. Like, I don't have any kind of uh, degree, biblical degrees or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you see Peter and John are speaking in the synagogue, and um, it says in there that the people that they were speaking to could see that they were uneducated, common men, but they had been with Jesus. So they spoke with boldness. So it's like, that's how I feel like in my life. Like, I'm not trying to equate myself to, to Peter and John, but it's like, that's how I feel too. Cause it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a common, uneducated man, but I try my best to, you know, walk with Jesus and, and try to live the way that we're supposed to live. So, um, like the, we'll get into a little bit of the music. Was that something that's always kind of been a thing for you? Like even growing up and stuff, you always like a love for music. Yeah, I always had a love for G- for for Jesus and music. <laughs> yeah. Like um I know that sounds really cheesy. I always had a love for Jesus and music. But um obviously, I don't want to say always like, you know, there 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 was moments where it sparked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like for me even though I didn't have a come to faith moment when I was um even though I didn't have one until I was a teenager, you know, seeing my my grandmother pray, you know, she was yeah. a very devoted Catholic, you know, um, it kind of opened me to that. So same thing with music, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've always had a passion for music, you know. Um, I wasn't one of those people that was singing when they were three and stuff like that. But yeah. It was one of those things where I remember being, you know, eight or nine and you know, I wanted to to record things, you know, like stuff that was on the radio. I was always, I had like tapes, you know. Um, I uh, I would steal like CDs from my uncles, you know. Yeah. Like under the pretense that I was going to borrow it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, can I, can I borrow that? You know, this is before like you can make a copy of a CD, you know, you, you, you know, so I was like, you know, congratulations, Merry Christmas to me, you know, <laughs> and yeah. um, I liked all kinds of music, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so we have a very mixed um, group of people, like, you know, we're not uh, entirely, like, we're not entirely Spanish, you know, we're not entirely indigenous, 
we're not entirely black, you know. Um, it's you know, it's we're a hodgepodge, you know, blend. Be a beautiful. I don't even want to say hodgepodge, but like a beautiful tapestry of those cultures, you know, and those races. And because of that, you know, um, our music is, you know, it's it's very um, our music IQ um, gives us. Uh, I, I would, you know, and I'm just talking up for all the Caribbean people out there. Our music IQ is awesome. It gives us a, a, a leg up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason being is that, like, you know, um, you know, um, it's in our culture, you know, um, you know, polyrhythmic yeah. instruments, um, you know, Spanish guitar, you know, um, all those things, you know, like one of the main genres of music in Puerto Rico, you know, uh, for years was salsa. You know, mm-hmm. what is salsa? Like salsa was a word that just meant like, you know, a bunch of ingredients chopped down into a sauce. You know, it goes I mean? good with chips. It yeah. goes good with chips, right? <laughs> but it, believe it or not, salsa can almost go on anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the idea, like that's the idea of, of that of that music. So because those that music has its roots in jazz, I was open to jazz, you know. Because that music has uh, some roots in classical music, you know, I was open to classical music, you know, because it had a lot of um, African elements in it, then, you know, I was open to world music and, you know, um, and, you know, it made me, um, it made me always love music. I was, I was a, the eclectic kid when it was in cool, you know, like when I went to school, um, you know, your black friends listen to this, your white friends would listen sure. to that, you know. And, um, you know, my taste in music and food and culture, because I, w- I wasn't born in the U.S. either. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was born on U.S. soil, but I wasn't born, um, you know, in the in stateside. Um, yeah. My taste in music, you know, was it white enough for my white friends, black enough for my black friends, you know. Um, and then I got older and I realized that all those guys were secretly listening to each other's music. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny how that works, isn't it? Right? It's like, oh, yeah. man, you just didn't want to seem not cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you were you were singing, it's tearing up my heart. You know, you, you, were, <laughs> you, you know, you yeah. know I, I looked weird because I was singing it all. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I you know. Um, I, I the, feel like that would that's. That brings more, like a to your specific craft. Like if you're recording with a certain guy, because you're not just set on that one genre, you can bring in a variety of different flavors, if you will. You know what I'm saying to that, and that can make it more interesting. You know, a specific song or whatever, or whatever project you're working on. Absolutely, man. Like I didn't wear UFO pants, but I loved corn. You know what I mean? Growing up and Limp Bizkit, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know. Like it, it's you know all those things have um, you know, uh, and then you know be- becoming a professional DJ like mm-hmm. um, that really like made uh, how do you say uh, when you become a professional DJ, it keeps you eternally young, eternally relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why I say that is because you know. I can't, like, if you were getting married and you're like, hey, my 10-year anniversary is coming over, you know what I mean? 
I uh, need you to DJ for us, right? A good DJ will take a survey of the taste of the married couple uh, and of the of the groomsmen and people who are there and, you know, create a playlist where everyone's going to have a good time, right? Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, sometimes there's some issues where, like, the the groom and the bride, their taste is is kind of counter to the everybody else's. But, you know, you, ha- you find a middle ground where everybody gets happy, right? Yeah. Um, but I never go in there saying, you guys don't know music. I know music. <laughs> and start playing yeah. whatever I want, right? My taste is in the playlist. It comes, it, there's, there's going to be songs where they intersect and I'll be throwing in some stuff that you might, that I think you might like. You yeah. Know? Um, but it would be ridiculous for me to be like, oh, your music is trash. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying that you can't call some lyrical content mm-hmm. trash, but again, you're, you're saying it's trash because, you know, it's promoting something uh, trashy. But even the trash, you know, has uh, an artistic approach. You know what I mean? And so the best DJs, they or never say... Attempt. Or an attempt. Or an attempt <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. you, you want to say, right? It's sub- it's subjective, but, you know, music, sure. is, music is subjective, but when millions of people like something... Right, yeah. you just can't go up there and say it's trash. You can say I think the con- the lyrical content is trash, or I don't connect yeah. to the musicality of it. Right, but you can't just say it's trash. You have to actually do the thing that keeps people young and keeps your eight year old young, and ask the question why. Yeah, that's what keeps DJs and artists and creators young, is because you know they never stop. They never hit the ceiling of saying, "Oh, um, this, you know, this is not for me." They, you know, kids are always like, "Why does that? Why is that?" You know, they ask so many questions. So for me as a yeah. DJ, you know, I might not prefer, you know, a certain type of music, but just because I don't prefer it doesn't mean I don't, I don't study it to value where it might work. Adapter yeah. Right? So like yeah. you get what I'm saying? So like for example, yeah. like like it's funny, like it's funny because like it could be like you know, you play the wrong song for the wrong uh occasion, you know, and that that song, you know, is, is a terrible song now. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you gotta know why it works. You know, like for me, when I was a kid, I never, I didn't like country music. Yeah. And then I figured out why it works. You know, do you want to well, know? Even I, though, yeah. You, Go for you, it. you were, you were dogging me from my country accent before we started recording. Oh, yeah. But even so, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a country fan myself. Yeah, so hi. I yeah, know what you mean for that. Do uh, I? Uh, no, I was, I was, I was, I was imitating your accent. That was it, your country accent. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was yay high and yay small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to throw that in. No, there. no, Go, not, uh, not all Southerners are big country fans. <laughs> right, and the thing is, is that you know, not all country music is the same. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you can be honest and say, you know what, I, country might not be my thing, but there's, there's a couple. That when they play it, it hits. There, you know yeah, I mean? there's a reason why that stuff's out there. 
you right because it connects yeah it connects yeah. and so yeah. for me like country music um what i realized when i looked into the why well here's the here's why country music works right it um at its core um they're very into the lyrical content even if even if the subject matter is about smacking two beers in the air, right? They're very their dog their dog blew or whatever. Right. Their dog yeah. passing away or, you know <laughs> you know, like um Yeah. It, they're very descriptive poetically in their music, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, who the who who writes a song about a landslide? You know what I'm saying? You know, that's why that song is, is amazing, right? So it's that and then mm -hmm. um so once i take out like the twanginess because i didn't grow up in that culture right right and i take out like um the the dosi do aspect of it when i look at it at, at its lyrical content and then i also i also also look at um uh the the, the that music is kind of very real you know what i mean mm -hmm. so there's some of it that's phony you know what I mean? But what yeah. I mean when it's very real, it's like um, Johnny Cash was a thug. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a Johnny Cash fan, but. You, you see yeah. what I'm saying? It's oh, like, yeah. hey, country's not for me. And I'm like, what kind of country's he was, not for you? Yeah, you know he was different, though. Yeah, he was different. Oh, well, he was different, though. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, country music, um, you can't talk about country music, you know, when I'm talking about him, Dolly Parton, Garth Brooks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm -hmm. um, and all the new guys and stuff like that. I'm throwing out like you know the, the the old classic guys, right? But like what I'm basically getting at is that you know, um, is that you know, is that there there's there's this thing about, for example, Johnny Cash, that mm -hmm. I listen to Johnny Cash and I'm like, yo, it's just like Tupac, you know, like this guy literally like. Did he? I'm listening to some of these stories, and I'm like, yeah, you, you just you sound like a rapper. You sound like, did you really get away with that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, like this is some really crazy criminal activity here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Guns is blazing. You know what I mean? Like you know. Yeah. And um and so uh that's the thing that uh made me fall in love with like music and DJing and what you know what keeps me essentially. Uh, so young, you know what I mean? I, I encourage yeah, everyone to have um, a, a DJ mindset, which is like, hey, a DJ asks first, you know, hey, what are you into? Mm -hmm. You know? And then they consider the culture that they're connected to. It. You know what I mean? There's some yeah. songs that I hated, right? And then when I realized that they were connected to for college fraternity stuff mm -hmm. i'm like oh this is why i don't connect to it because it's like a fraternity song you know yeah uh okay i get it this is a song where you know we are we rep our fraternity and we do our certain dance to it and we you know and then they do their dance to it and the last man mm -hmm. standing wins yeah anyway i know my my i'm like scatterbrained no, that's all good. No, dude, I, I like it. This stuff's interesting to me. So, like, um, what's what's you talk about? Maybe sometimes the in a show, maybe a song, or at a, a wedding or whatever. Maybe a song doesn't land. Is there 
Is there's been a specific a specific time for you, or maybe song didn't hit, like if something crazy happened? Yeah, um, um, certain songs. Um, there's certain places that you you think about them through the lens of. Is this like people? You know, we think about certain people through the media. Sometimes we think mm. about certain places through the radio. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I kind of think. Yeah, I kind of think about it too. Like, you know, like if a comedian gets up there and tells a joke and it doesn't hit and it's just kind of awkward. Everybody, you know. Yeah, it's awkward. Is it kind of like? Do you think it'd be? It, it is yeah. like that. It is like that. And but what makes it awkward? What makes it awkward is there's a the they they the comedian said the joke because he's under the assumption. That, yeah, everybody's um, gonna go with it. Everybody's gonna go with it, and they're connected to this idea. Just like, like not everybody you know who's from Texas loves country music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, like, um, you know, like, so you might, you might. Um, I'm thinking that you know this, this country record, you know. This Garth Brooks or Hootie and the Blowfish song is gonna go really well, you know, and you know, and you know, because I'm I'm assuming, you know what I mean, because I don't have enough uh, data, right? So that's the thing about DJs, you have to when that when those moments happen, it's because I don't have enough data on the people that I'm serving, right? I'm not feeling the crowd enough. Yeah. So that's what happens. I. I or it happens, oh, I'll give you two reasons. It only happens for these two reasons. I'm unprepared. I'm, 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 I'm not prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said unprepared. I'm unprepared. <laughs> and two, um, um, as much as I try to prepare, right, I wasn't getting enough data from, from the people. So now yeah. the assumption, you know, um, ends up hurting me, right? So, um, you know, some places, hey, like this particular part of Houston, Texas, they're really into lyrics and, and mm. like rap lyrics. You know what I mean? So they want to hear like, you know, you know, um, you know, lyricism, you know, and, and they appreciate a certain type of rap. Like, you know, where I'm thinking everything's going to be like, Paul, wow, baby, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that type of music. And they're like, nah, we invited you to to give us your New York stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the New York the New Yorker is basically trying to compromise to, to their needs and that that can be that can be it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so that happens, you know. Um, but you gotta just be on your toes, you know. And if you're gonna roll with it. Got to be able to roll with it and be able to transition, you know, yeah. um, because being a DJ is more than just playing a record, pressing play, you know, DJ space bar, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's blending records and also being an MC, a master of ceremony, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, you can even play into the fact that this didn't land right. Ah, this didn't land right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's funny, and everybody, everybody's like, no, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, you know, you do got to know some Texas anthems. Like, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're seeing that there's some people that might like hip-hop, 
You know what I mean? And you don't know Players Anthem by UGK, you know. Um, you know, like, there's certain songs that are, they're going to ring off, you know. Yeah. So you really got to do your homework depending on where you're at. Yeah. How, how does that, because I know you're probably on the road a lot, right? Yeah. So how is that with being on the road a lot and being a father, how is that the balance? Where do you oh. find the balance in that? I know that's got to be hard. Um, In my industry, there is no balance. You have to take the balance. You have to fight yeah. for the balance. You have to implement the balance. You know what I mean? There isn't a balance like, like you know how like um, most nine to five jobs, right? You work from nine to five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know what time you're going in, you know what you time know, you're going. You know on. what time yeah. you're going in, what time you're going out. You know what I mean? So there's there is no balance. You you make the balance, you implement the balance. You know what I mean? And um, and you have a level of self respect for the principles that you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like. Um, if not, you know, it's going to be about all the wrong things, you know, if it's about money, then you won't have balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got to fight for that balance. So the way I fight for that balance is tons of communication with my wife, collaboration, communication, collaboration, and creativity. So the reason why I say communication is that, you know, I, I know what shows I'm doing ahead of time. So I, I, I do family meetings with my wife, and we put these dates in, you know, to the calendar on Google, you know, on Google Calendar, and then, you know, the co- the collaboration is my wife, you know, my wife and my road manager, you know, they they're gonna see things. Oh, you're gonna be in this city. Maybe mm-hmm. you can see this person. You know, or you're gonna be in this city. You know, um, maybe uh, this is where um, this is really close to where your wife's family's from, and maybe you can fly your children and meet you there, and you yeah. can do like a vacation out of it, like a small three day thing out of it, right? So that collaboration. So it's like that communication of like, hey, me and my wife are putting the dates in, right, and we're. You know, we're um, we're doing that. You know, the collaboration in in saying hey, them pointing out things that are connected that that might uh, be of importance, and then the creativity is um, learning how to have uh, quality time mm-hmm. um, and not be physically there. So, like right yeah. now, you and I are having quality time. Sure. There's nobody else in this room that I'm in. Yeah. Right? Um, you're that out. I know of. Yeah, I can't <clears throat> see it. Oh. Yeah, there's nobody here. <laughs> uh, and, you know, for the most part, like, you know, you're wearing headphones. So even if there's people on the other side of what you're doing, right, your undivided attention is given to me, right? I mm-hmm. think that, you know, that being okay to be creative and saying, hey, like, we're going to have a date night. You know, me and my wife, right? And so, uh, how are we gonna have this date night? Well, we're gonna set it with a date. You set a date and time, you know, for when is the date, right? So if you have reservations, mm-hmm. you're gonna say, "Hey, I got reservations at this at this restaurant." So the reservations are on Zoom, you know, at seven thirty. You know, 
And, yeah. um, um, you know, like, so what we do is like, hey, like, let's go, uh, let's grab, let's grab some food. Come, so come to the zoo with food, you know, yeah. you know, and then it becomes like a, you know, a, a cool experience where like, hey, what you eating? Oh, that looks good. Yada, yada, yada. And yeah. Just talking that, you know, um, talk about the day, whatever. So there is no balance in these, these creative jobs. You have to make the balance. You got to take it, you know, set some principles and ground rules. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do to provide for the family. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing too. Talk about like being creative, um, that evidently it's worked for y'all to, to have been celebrating 10 years coming up this year. So evidently something's, something's working. You know oh, what I mean? It's working. It's a, a lot of humility, you know, yeah. on both sides and therapy, man. You know, like, you know, me and my wife, we've been going to therapy, um, mm-hmm. since, since the third year of our marriage, you know what I mean? Every, wow. Every year, once a week, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, some people, um, never go to therapy, you know what I mean? And, yeah, there's know, definitely a stigma, you know, there's a stigma or some people are like, you know, like, um, they don't, they're not aware of their blind spots. You know what I mean? They're not trying to, uh, yeah, they're, self, like, they're not self-aware, not self-aware. They love how things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have no visions of what things could be, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, me and my wife going to therapy, we're not just going to therapy when things are bad. You know what I mean? We're going to therapy to figure out how to make things even better, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I grew up with, 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 uh, with uh, how you say, uh, where, with, uh, where my parents' word was the law. You better listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got yourself a spanking. You know, um, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm out there with you. And those are the, those are the tools that they had. And I'm not saying that, you know, that they did bad, you know what I mean? It turned out pretty good, you know, Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, you know, what I will say is that, you know, some of the tools that they were given, you know, um, uh, weren't enough, right? Think about this. When you, when you're a kid and you get into an altercation with somebody, right? Your parents, at best, the best advice that they give you is like, hey, man, just walk away. You know, walk away, right? Uh, If you get cornered, you know, the best information is, yo, show your dominance, you know what I mean? And, you know, handle your business. That's the Mm -hmm. advice that you get, right? The problem is, is that, you know, if you use those tools from when you, when you get married, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not that's so true. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? What's so wrong with walking away when you're mad? You know what I mean? And I'm just like, Hey, it's not, it's not that it's wrong. It's just, it's just like, you should have more tools, you know, for the person. Yeah. You love, the maturity. Right. And yeah. uh, you can't use the tools. You can't, your, your ground level. Your ground level should, the first thing that comes to mind shouldn't be walking away because that's the same. That's good. You're putting your enemy, you know, somebody in the street that you have no relational equity with, right? And your mm-hmm. wife in the same situation, you know, and yeah. walk, you know, because walking away uh, might create uh, issues of abandonment, you know what I mean? Um, you know, um, does it really solve anything? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the idea is, um, in my house, we don't walk away from each other. We That's ex- good. We excuse ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a big difference. And when you yeah. excuse yourself, you're not excusing yourself saying, oh, I got to get out of here. I'm walking away. No, that's just walking away. But when you excuse yourself, you know, you explain, you know, and you say, hey, right now I feel overwhelmed. And I and I don't want there to be something unhealthy in this mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, and I, I, I would appreciate it if I can if we can circle back to this conversation yeah. at a later time, right? Yeah. And then, check this out. It doesn't stop there. The other person now says, you know, um, they can even be honest and be like, well, I'm frustrated that you don't want to have this conversation. You know? Been there. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the next step is to say, even though I'm frustrated that you don't want to have this conversation right now, I want to respect your um, how you're feeling right now. Um, mm-hmm. But what time do you want to circle back on this? Or when do you want yeah. to circle back on this? A lot yeah. of people think because they told somebody that they're mad and they walked away, that they, they that they that they're 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 doing great. No, you just walked yeah. away. You just you were just mad. You didn't you really really excuse yourself. That there, there's no manners. And there's no understanding of the other person, right? So yeah. what ends up happening is you walk away upset, angry, right? It's just festering. It's festering. And then there, when you when you excuse yourself and you circle back, um, there's an expiration. You know, you're putting a time clock. So you mm-hmm. you want to you basically if you come back to the if you come back to the conversation. And you haven't sought through your feelings, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you need more time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's, so it's not about that you can't have the time to walk away and stuff like that, but it has to be productive. Yeah. Right. So it's like definitely, it's, you know. So, so the so those are the things that came out from being married for ten years. It's like, oh man, our it's we're not coming here because our marriage is bad. We're coming here to like. Elevate to learn. To yeah, to learn. Yeah, you know, for sure. So, Growing right, together, that's what it's all about. Right now, I'm not saying that I won't result and fall into the temptation, um, you know, and use the tools that my parents used on my daughter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter is with a nest. But what I will say is that um, I'm grateful for the things, for the example that they gave me, and I want to bring more to the table. You know? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, you want to do better for your kids than you had growing up. Even the, even if you had the best childhood, you still want to do better for your kids. You know what I mean? That's At least that's how I feel about it anyway. But so it's been, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I got two more questions and we'll let you get out Hopefully. of here. Um, what would be, what would you say maybe on the road or maybe in production of a song? You got any kind of crazy stories? Maybe something at a live event or anything like that? One of your crazier stories. I know there's got to be many. Um, man, a crazy story that's happened on the road, or maybe um, in. Oh, in the, I got, I got one for you. Production or whatever. I got, yeah. I got one for you. Um, um, I did a show with the Minio, you know, with Andy Minio, and Who? with Andrew Minio, Andy Minio. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Andy. <laughs> uh, 
video. Say it again. Video. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did a I did a gig with him, and the show we got when the when the doors opened to the show, like that we had like you know those really like. I'm not saying they don't love God. You know, I'm saying they're not that they're they're not good ones out there, but you know, the they I'm not saying that they they're not effective, but it's not the best way to be effective. Yeah. You know, so the guys with the bull bull bullhorn and the mm-hmm. aborted fetuses on the on the thing, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, you know, wow. Turn or burn. You know, God hates fags. All that stuff. Oh wow. Um. You know, uh, excuse my language, but that's literally what they put on the signs. Um, so they show up, right? And then at the end of the night, a bunch of witches show up, you know? What? Yeah. So they're like... Dead, <laughs> what in the world? Where was this at? Um, <laughs> I think it was in Denver, Colorado. Dang some, it. Somewhere in the Midwest, North Midwest. Jeez. They're, they're you know, you know, more West. They're mm-hmm. banging on drums and screaming stuff, you know, like, you know, saying, you know, um, screaming that they, they put a hex on the bus, you know. What? Um, and it's it's so crazy because, like, you know, um, you with a guy like Andy Minio, you're going to get it from all sides, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and a guy like myself, you know, I might get it from all sides. I might get somebody saying, you know... Um, because they have the expectation of me being um, a minister or a pastor of a church and not a person that makes music um, mm-hmm. that is inspired by his relationship with God. You sure. Know what I mean? so, yeah. so the minute my song has, if one of my songs has a lot of like, yo, this is exactly what God did in my life. And it's very like, like there's a lot of, details about Jesus and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, the witches hate you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, um, but if you're vague, you know what I mean, because you're, you're yeah. telling a story, it's a creative method or whatever, you know, um, you know, they're like, and you're a sellout, you're a sellout, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, you know, it's just like, it, it sucks because it robs all the art, like, like, I hate the idea. Like, if I if I if you saw me dressed like a like a magician, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I pulled out a hat, right? And I put my hand in the hat, right? You know what's going to come out is usually a rabbit. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it's like when when we when uh, I don't like making music like that. I don't like mu- making music predictable. That's predictable. You see. Yeah. You know, I'm dressed. You see the bunny ears coming out. You know what I mean? I think it's funny if you turn the rabbit upside down and pull the hat out of his butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I don't know. I'm just coming up with stuff in my head. But you see, like, the creative part of me, like, you know. Just doing um, something different. Doing something different. And yeah. even, even me being funny like that, because people take themselves so serious. They're like, oh, yeah. my God. You know, now I'm going to have, you know, animal control people against me. You know yeah. what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like. So it's just the idea that, like, whenever you're really doing art, you know, and art at a high level, some mm-hmm. of it is will be like explicitly the a truth, right? Like, yeah. you know, you go to a, an art exhibit 
and you know it's, there's a sculpture of a naked silhouette like that is that is the the art of the human body right mm -hmm. um, it's very different from you know www.pornhub.com right yeah yeah you know yeah uh, which is like perversion you know and all kinds of nuts things that are nuts mm -hmm. over there right but then here on the flip side you know you know you draw um you you see a a, a painting you know of um you know of two people you know going up a mountain you know and um you know and the more you stare at it you're like oh man you know, there's something about these two people, you know, like there's like a hidden message in it, right? Mm -hmm. That, that made the the crazy thing about art is that um, the the reality of the art and how realistic art can look can impact you, right? And then the subtleness of the art, right, and how it creeps up on you can impact you. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think especially with music, too, because uh, and to art also like painting and stuff like that. But like music, I can turn on a song and it can take me back in time to like a specific, you know, like a feeling that I had at this specific time. That was one thing that you talked about, Andy, a minute ago that was big for me was um, the, uh, the Arrow. Yeah, yeah. The EP. That's my favorite uh, EP. Yeah. Like, I got it. Yeah. Out of the I got the the cloud and the arrow tatted just because it was something that was always, is always going to be, you know, like a special record to me, you know? Um, I went to, I've seen you guys a couple of times, um, uh, in Nashville. And I remember the first time I went was the, I think it was, uh, friends, friends and, family. and family. Was that 2016 or 15, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went there and I went with my dad and my brother and, uh, we got there. We wanted to get there early. We wanted to be the first ones in there, so we get up to the to the door, and we're waiting. Sun's beating down on and everything. I don't remember what time of year it was, but I know it was hot. And so we're standing out there, we're waiting, we're waiting, and then uh, people come up. They start lining up behind us, and then some woman comes out, and it's like ten minutes before the doors are supposed to open. She's like, "No, everybody, you're supposed to be lined up over here." So we were like, what? Oh, and then everybody just starts swimming. <laughs> and we were like, what the heck, man? We've been here for hours. Wait. <laughs> like, everybody's going to get in. But, you know, we got in there. It was all good. But, yeah, that was one one of the uh, main things I remember from that. But it was – you guys put on a great show, you know, both yeah. times I've been. And, and I wanted to see you guys. There was two um, – Winter Jam. Did you go on that? Did you go on Winter Jam? Uh, yeah, I did um – I did uh, Winter Extreme twice and Winter mm -hmm. Jam one. Uh, yeah, Winter. I did Winter Extreme twice with Andy and one Winter Jam. The last one, the one that got cut short. Yeah, that's the one. It was. I think they cut it short literally about two weeks before the show I was going to go to, and then yeah. I was going to try to go to uh, the Neverland tour, but then that that. Uh, yeah part of the tour got cut short too man the neverland tour was incredible too like i, I saw all the video and stuff it looked crazy as short as it was it was like a, um it was like a uh, like a broadway play you yeah. know it wasn't it was not it was it was wild to me it was not like your um your typical like do a couple of songs and talk yeah. you know and like there was so many theatrics that like you know, it really brought the drama. Like I, I was like, man, this is sick. You yeah, know? that that 
that album is crazy too. My my kids, I love my kids more than anything in this world. You know, they're such a blessing. And so I know, especially when he came out with, um, I guess it was like the preview for the for the album where he's got the kid in the field running around. Yeah. Now. Um, that just, it always reminds me of my son. And so it's like, and he was always doing the da, 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 my son, you know, he's <laughs> four. So his birthday a couple of days ago, I posted a picture of him with that song and I'm like, you know, don't want him to grow up. Don't want him to ever need, leave Neverland. You know, we want him to stay young. It just goes by so quick. So, you know, like I said about the arrow, I feel like Neverland 2 is going to be one of those special records for me as well. Just because every song on there, you know, just makes me think of my son and listening to it driving yeah. down the road. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's crazy it's, that it's the definitely way an album, music can do that. Especially an album that really encourages people to have childlike faith, you know. Yeah. Um, not to be childish. But, mm-hmm. to, but to have, you know, a level of awe and wonder and trust. You know, a lot of times people are like, you know, you need to have childlike faith, you know what I mean? And um, they, either, they either miss it with being childish or they only have one side of the coin by by being trusting, you know, by having that, that, that pure trust. Because mm-hmm. the trust that a child has in his father is 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 um is rooted in the awe and wonder that the son has so for example like my daughter when she sees a plane she's like oh my gosh there's a plane right and you know there's a plane you know wow right and the fact that i know what it is and i can point out where it's going right that that awe because I can speak to that all that she has, right? She, she puts her trust in me, right? Mm-hmm. Because so that it, it works hand in hand. It's not just yeah. like, it's not just trust. It's all. It's just like, wow. Like, you know, when you ever hear scientists talk about like how many millions of years it would take for your eyeball to be formed. You get what I mean? Like all yeah. the events that took. For your eyeball, you know, to attach, you know, for the retina to attach, you know, the marvelousness, right? So it's like, you know, um, it's all, it's all wonder and trust, man. It's a big deal. Yeah. That's what I like about that album because it, it tells you, hey, like, these bad things are happening. These, these moments are rough, yeah. um, you know, but there is... There is a trust that we need to have in God ultimately, um, and there's there's a wonder that needs to be restored back to to people. Yeah, yeah. You look at that too when you talk about your daughter. If she sees an airplane or whatever, we should look at it a little bit like a kid because it is. It's crazy that this well, thing's just flying through the air. You know, well, we're on a burning rocket. That's what an airplane <laughs> exactly. is. You know. That's crazy. Yeah. Check this out. Like, I know I don't put fear in people, but it's, you know, we're on a nuclear burning rocket. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like if this thing for the liability that's, that is, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know what's crazy is, is that um, 
what's crazy is that like uh, we we don't think twice. You know, we get on there exactly right. And then all people say, well, yeah, man, this technology has been around and it's gotten better over time, right? And so, like, but still, still, you know, you still got to wear a seatbelt. You know what I mean? There's yeah. still life rafts and, you know, a lot to, to, that goes into this thing. It also, mm -hmm. makes me, it also makes me think about, like, this idea of, like, you know, uh, where people don't give Jesus a chance. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, it's like, dude, like, there's a lot of unanswered questions out there. You yeah. Know? People who read, you know, 50 books a year, 20 books a year, or a book a month, you know. And I just imagine, like, you know, being confronted by God and God telling you, hey, yeah. dude, you read all these books. You need to read this one? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Uh, I think yeah. one, one thing, too, about you talked about faith, ultimately having faith in God. I think that's one thing that's interesting is uh, the other day it just spoke to me. I was wearing, I usually always wear this necklace. It's got a depiction of Jesus on it, right? Yes. And then I put on a shirt, didn't think anything about it. And the shirt had on a depiction of Jesus as well. And they didn't look a similar at all. You know, I mean, you can you knew it was supposed to be Jesus, but they didn't look alike. And so, like, it just made me think, and maybe I was thinking into it a little bit too deep, but it's like that trust that Jesus tells us to have is that childlike faith. We don't know what Jesus looked like. But and, and if you look back in biblical times, the way that he lined it up from the beginning, you look in Revelations, it says before the foundations of the earth was laid, the, the lamb had already been slain. So that tells us that there was a plan from the beginning of time they knew what Jesus was going to do. And so just the, the, it's just unbelievable to see like, yeah, my Jesus is going to be Jewish. Jewish people in that day and age did not do paintings because they viewed it as idolatrous. So like the Greeks and the Romans mm -hmm. and those people, they did the paintings of people and stuff like that. But the Jews didn't do that. So it's like, to me, it stood out just wearing a shirt, a t-shirt and a necklace. It's like, wow, the faith that the Lord wants us to have in him, we don't have photos yeah. of him, you know, even though they were doing it at that time, the Jewish people did not. So it's like, he really expects us just to take him at his word and just to, you know, have that childlike faith. You know, he tells us that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So it's just like, that faith is just so important, you know? Yeah, it is. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of miraculous um, things that are, are, cradled around you know mm -hmm. this this awareness and knowledge of faith that we have right and we gotta mm -hmm. like you know you can talk all the theology you want but the fact that the fact of the matter is is that um there was people waiting for something and some dudes got up and followed a star you know right there's that it doesn't get more spiritual and mystical than that. I mean, the, I, the, the problem is, is that, you know, missing Jesus and getting wrapped up in all of that, missing Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but the idea is we can't rob, you know, that's the, that's the sad thing about Christianity today is that, you know, in, in America is that, you know, um, you know, Christians would be really quick to, to 
to uh, get mad at a Buddhist for um, for hugging a tree and and embracing the fact that this tree is alive, right? You know, and worshiping nature, right? Well, God made nature to point us to Him, right? Mm -hmm. And he, God does want us to have uh, an awareness that, yeah, just like the Buddhist, this tree is keeping this having the consciousness of saying, hey, this living thing is helping me live right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right? It just should turn, it should, it should just turn us to say, wow, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, that, you know, you're not just sustaining me with your presence and with the word, word of God and in prayer, but you're sustaining me with all creation. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, I think we lose that. I think we lose that, and I think that, uh, we become very um, pompous and prideful because we're disconnected to the, the because we have the answer. <clears throat> you know, um, we're disconnected to how how fragile a, a human being is, yeah, and how needy we are. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, it's things that make you say, hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I'm sure somebody's going to text me or something like that or send me a DM. We're like, you shouldn't talk about that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's bound know, to happen. You know, it's bound to happen. You know, but... I, you know, if, if you want to, if you can ask other people this, but like, you know what I love to do on my DMs uh -oh. is when I ever get an answer like that, sometimes I block people if they're really rude and mean. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes I get funny and I'll leave like a, you know, how you leave a, vo a recorded voice memo on, on, yeah. on Instagram. So I'll be yeah. like, I'll be like, you got to have some fun. It's like, you have some fun. fun. People are being extreme. Are you like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I get it. You know, sometimes like, you know, uh, look, man, I know what it is. Look, I was I was young. I'm a creative. Like, sometimes, like, you know, when it comes to art, I get really passionate and stuff like that. You know, and I can be, I know what it is. Like, let's be honest. Like, I, I'll speak about myself, but I think most people can, can look back at a time, maybe even last week, where you were strong and wrong. Right, <laughs> like yeah, strong yeah. and wrong. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, we would do so much better if we would start admitting things like that. Like, hey, man, like sometimes I'm strong and wrong. You know? Yeah. And I need more yeah. humility, or I need, you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, like I said, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I appreciate you coming on, spending a little bit of time with us. Do you have a uh, maybe like a final word of encouragement to the people out there? Maybe a favorite Bible verse, or just a word of encouragement, anything like that? Yeah, man. Um, just remember that um, God thinks about you. You know, mm. you know. I I can go to a Bible verse. You know, um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. I plan to give you a hope and a future. Uh, you know, plans to prosper you, right? Um, 
you know, we get caught up in all the wrong things. We get caught up on the, you know, you know, God got a future for me. Ah, snap. You know, God's going to prosper me. Ooh, you know, and the, the, in all reality, the center of that is that God has good thoughts about us. You know, he has good thoughts about us. Um, and so, so when, you know, when we don't think that, you know, this is like, is this the future you promised? You know what I mean? No, it's already been passed through his good thoughts towards us. You know what I mean? You know, so just remember that God has good thoughts about you and you need to have good thoughts about yourself and good thoughts about other people. You know, it sounds like positive thinking, but it's not. It's rooted in God's love for his, for, for God's love the world. You know what That's I mean? Right. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate you having me, man. And it's 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 um, you know, uh, I know you caught me when I was like super exhausted doing many things, but I'm glad we got it in there. We were trying to make this happen, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it was. It kept it seemed like we had it worked out, and then something happened, and then had to reschedule a couple times. We got it in there. We're going to, have to do a yeah. part two sometime. The I really first time this. it was me, but the second time was you. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna put it calling me out again. First, you're digging on my accent, and yeah, now you're. <laughs> I gotta dig. I gotta, I gotta call it for what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, we got you in there. So, like I said, I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, y'all go check uh, Ray Rock out on Instagram. Y'all, you got what Instagram, Twitter's everything. Just Ray Rock. I am Ray Rock for everything. I am Ray Rock. You. I'm pretty boring, but follow me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give them a follow. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Y'all have a good week. Lord willing, we'll see you again next week. God bless. All right. Peace.